And hello and welcome to The Voice of Business on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Mike Salmon with you. And The Voice of Business is the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce's monthly radio show and podcast here on Business Radio X and really wherever you get your favorite podcasts, whether whether it's on uh, iHeartRadio or iTunes or Spotify, you can find it there. But uh, we bring you the latest news with the Gwinnett Chamber. And today, a very special episode as we're joined by Paul O. and Dean Collins. Now, Paul is the Manager of Public Policy and Community Affairs with the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. Dean Collins owns the architectural and engineering firm Axis Companies, but he's also the the vice chair of public policy for the chamber. So, Dean and Paul, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. All right. Well, Paul, let me start with you. The Georgia legislative uh, session just ended. And actually, before we go into the specific questions about policies and bills and things that you're following, as the manager of public policy and community affairs, what does that job entail with the chamber? Sure. Um, well, when a chamber, arguably, Nick, you would hear Nick say, largest chamber or suburban chamber of the United States. And no, if, if you know Nick, he says it's the largest chamber in the universe. Yeah, universe, universe galaxy. <laughs> um, I, I let him take it further than what I would say. Uh, but uh, the, the public policy is something that's important to a lot of uh, local businesses, small businesses here that we re- represent. And so my role is to uh, make sure that there's a voice uh, for those businesses down in the Capitol, up in D.C., uh, with our local elected officials, building those relationships uh, with our elected officials on the state, local, and federal levels, and also uh, rolling out a lot of public policy initiatives um, to keep our members engaged in all the ins and outs of what's going on in government. Very important role. A lot of people would use the term lobbyist. Do you do you use that term at all? We do, and I, I'm not a registered lobbyist, but uh, a lot of the, th- uh, the activities I do um, are, are, you know, cross. Kind of mirror uh, that. that blend, yeah. I got you. And Dean, as the Vice Chair of Public Policy, what is your role? So my role, again, with the Gwinnett Chamber, uh, probably representing the businesses, you know, have my ear to the ground, legislation that comes up, get a phone call, call Paul, say, hey, we've got an issue here, or uh, somebody wants to uh, uh, support one or maybe potentially uh, um, go against legislation. We talk about it. We internally write uh, up uh, documentation as to for or against, bring it to the board, so forth. Um, again, when a chamber, a lot of business is represented to the community, and we try to um, basically look out for our, our folks' best interests. So. So, so you're more boots on the ground when you're, you're, you're getting all the feedback from the business leaders in Gwinnett County, and you help communicate that to Paul. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a combination of both. But, yeah, a lot of times we'll get be getting a phone call. I'll get a phone call say, hey, did you see this legislation? And I'll be like, yes, sometimes I have no idea what they're talking about. So Paul and I got to dig into it and figure out what's going on and make phone calls down at the Capitol. So. All right, Paul, well, as I said at the top of the show, the uh, the state just uh, finished its legislative session uh, for, uh, for, for for now. What are some of the key bills that the chamber is uh, has been following during this legislative session? Yeah, there's first of all, there was um, some uncertainty whether or not they were going to even uh, get through the session with the ongoing COVID pandemic. Fortunately, they didn't have to delay it like they did last year's session. Uh, so we got through 40 days uh, on time. Uh, pass the budget. Uh, that's the only constitutional requirement for session to pass uh, or le- the legislature to pass. Um, um, but s- uh, when we focus on key bills, uh, there was one in particular, uh, the, the uh, HB 112, otherwise known as the COVID liability bill. Um, 
this one is uh, definitely focused and catered towards uh, helping our businesses uh, stay open and succeed, uh, especially during the pandemic, right? We don't, um, we don't want them to be caught up in a lot of these frivolous lawsuits uh, that are going to hinder their business uh, in terms of trying to uh, serve their customers, uh, keep their employees um, in retention. And so we thought it was important to be supportive of this bill in particular. And um, um, what this does is extend that sunset date uh, at one more year. And that's House Bill 112. So that directly related to COVID and, and liability there and so forth. Uh, but I know there were many other bills that you were looking at as well. Yeah. Um, another one is the citizens um, arrest law uh, that we, that's uh, going to be repealed. Um, we expect uh, governor to sign that bill um, uh, shortly before the 40 days he has after session. Um, this one is really a continuation of um, our, our support for the hate crimes law last year. Um, last year, the chamber um, supported uh, the uh, hate crimes bill that enhances uh, punishments to individuals who uh, target individuals based on their race, gender, sexual orientation, age, um, all those civil uh, protected categories. And so in continuation of that, how do we make sure that we are um, a community and a state in which businesses can grow and succeed? How do we become a place where it's welcoming to all people, especially in Gwinnett County, when we have 25% of the population born outside the U.S., we are super, super diverse and yeah. we want to make sure that everyone here feels welcomed. It's only 25%. I thought it was more, actually. It's probably going to be It seems growing. like it. Yeah. Now, the, connect the dots for me there, because some people may say, okay, as far as the chamber and business owners, you know, this is more of a, as you said, kind of a, a hate bill, if you will. Connect the dots. Why, well, how, sure. what, how does that affect the businesses? Yeah, well, a lot of our business members and also a lot of the business owners in this community, especially in Gwinnett County, are from other countries, um, do have um, different ethnicities, us, different races, um, and different cultures. And so that's important for us to say, hey, we stand with you guys, we, we support you guys, and we want to... Uh, protect you guys as well okay um i'm just looking at the list here i know there's some some other bills as well talk about the uh, economic analysis one that you've been get, keeping an eye on yeah this one uh, uh, is uh, sponsored by senator john albers and roswell um, this one was uh, very uh, supported completely bipartisan almost unanimously passed uh, the house um, unanimously passed the senate uh, but this one allows the office of planning and budget to review up to five um, tax incentives or tax breaks and make sure that they're doing what they're intended to do. Um, and if not, then we can update it. We can repeal some and get rid of some and, and add and, and continue to ex extend ones that are working. Um, and so this is a good bill to re review all the incentives that were given out in the state uh, to the local business community and making sure that they're um, doing what they're intended to do. We're talking with uh, Paul Lowe and uh, Dean Collins about some of the key bills that the uh, chamber has been following during this past legislative session in the state of Georgia. And uh, were there a couple more that you guys were keeping an eye on as well? Um, yeah, and I'll actually let Dean take over this one about uh, supportive of the arts. One, one bill that uh, the chamber also specifically came out in support of in public was uh, HB 226, uh, which is the uh, restoration of tax exempt status for ticket sales in nonprofit performing arts venues. And I'll let Dina kind of give us yeah, that backstory. Yeah, as as you all know, uh, our arts, arts in general across across the state, across the country, have been hit very hard by the pandemic. These folks are hanging by the skin of their teeth and be able to keep you know uh, actors and and um, performers employed. And uh, you know, here in the county, we're very fortunate to have the Aurora Theater 
the city of Lawrenceville has sunk an, a bunch of money into the brand new theater expansion. Uh, Royal Theater has sunk their own money. They've gone out and gotten um, people to help invest as well. Um, it, it's a, a, a major uh, expansion of that facility, a uh, high-tech facility that, you know, we have a million people now in this community almost that can go and enjoy this facility, whereas you'd have to wait days. Now that they've doubled the capacity of the facility. And as soon as that happens, they broke ground in the pandemic and not a single ticket sale could happen, right? So these folks are uh, moving forward and this legislation actually uh, was a huge impact for them. Uh, by passing it um, saves them over a quarter million dollars, you know, that comes back into their, you know, comes back into the coffers for them to be able to operate. Otherwise, they wouldn't have. So, uh, you know, you're talking about millions of dollars investment here. Otherwise, could have gone, you know, gone to the wayside if things like this don't happen, this type of legislation. You're talking about quality of life for citizens of, and specifically yeah. in our case, Gwinnett County. Yeah. I mean, we're growing like crazy, and there's not a lot of arts. If you actually think about it, step back and look at everything that's happening within the county this is our our primary venue there's certainly more but this is the biggest and uh you know we've got to preserve these th this is the uh, the georgia um legislative session that we've been talking about but uh so you, you've been following these bills obviously the ones that will impact gwinnett county and, and specifically in, in our case uh, businesses of gwinnett county but uh, on a national scale you're also looking at legislation uh, happening with congress as well what are some of the points there that you're keeping an eye on yeah um to start off the bat uh uh, uh Congress and President Biden signed into law uh, recently the American Rescue Plan. Uh, that's that big um, uh, relief package for uh, COVID um, um, in, into our communities. Specifically, though, uh, a lot of our local um, government entities have received CARES funding, um, including Gwinnett County, $181 million in funding. And all our 16 cities combined received a total of um, just over $79.7 million in, in funding relief. And so that's going to be big for our local government partners to also continue to um, uh, serve the communities and serve the businesses that are impacted. Everyone, of course, has heard about the PPP loans, and then there was a second wave that went out. I know the county, from the funding they got the first time, they did that for local businesses. I have not heard, and maybe either I missed it or maybe it's not happening. Is there going to be a, a second wave of relief help for Gwinnett County businesses coming from the county again? Right. So the details have not been uh, hashed out yet, but we expect that the funding that uh, is received from uh, the, the federal government to the counties they're going to uh, definitely allocate those uh, for specific um, uh, purposes down here in, in, in Gwinnett. Okay. What is this Fresh Air for Businesses Act that I've been reading about? Yeah. So Congresswoman Carolyn Bordeaux uh, is, uh, is a first-term uh, congresswoman, newly elected last year, um, and we've established a great relationship with her in our office. Uh, she's been really involved and really engaged in the community, uh, even, even with the business community through the chamber. Um, and sh sh their office came to us and said, hey, uh, we've got this bill that we want uh, to uh, introduce into Congress that uh, tries to help businesses uh, reopen. Um, and what this bill does, the Fresh Air for Business Act, uh, what it does is it gives businesses a payroll tax credits of up to um, $15,000 um, or half the cost of each business updating their and improving their ventilation systems so that their air filtration uh, process can uh, be enhanced and improved um, and mitigate the uh, airborne diseases like the coronavirus. Um, this is an incentive bill that gives businesses confidence to 
retain their employees, keep their employees uh, on staff, and also encourage their customers, hey, we're trying to look out for a business interest while we stay open. Again, you're listening to Paul Lowe with the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. He's the uh, Manager of Public Policy and Community Affairs for the Gwinnett Chamber. How much time do you spend in your office compared to, do you spend a lot of time downtown at the Capitol? Not too much time. I hope to spend more time uh, moving forward. Uh, but yeah, every now and then when I get a chance, um, again, the, at the Chamber for, for Public Policy, the staff is one, and it's me. Uh, two, if you include Nick, and three, if you include Dean. Uh, but, um, you know, I... I I, I can be spread thin um, in, in terms of um, the, the work I'm able to do uh, here in Gwinnett County and also down the Capitol, also keeping things, keeping an eye on things that are going on in D.C. And again, uh, covering everything that's happening in our local government, like the county and the cities. Let me, if you don't mind, get into the weeds a little bit. Um, when you, you're, you're looking at this, the policies and you're watching the le- legislation and there are maybe um, communication that you get from Dean saying, here's what the businesses would like to see and here's the way we would like it to go. How do you communicate with our state representatives? Do you, do you meet with them on a, on a regular basis? How, how do you get your opinions or you know, what Gwinnett County businesses, what I'm hearing on the streets, what, what, what Dean is hearing, how do you get that communicated to the people that are making the decisions in the legislation sure well we first start with um, our Gwinnett delegation Um, Gwinnett has a combined total of um, 18 uh, state reps and seven state senators a total of 25 out of the uh, over 250 uh, representatives and senators down at the Capitol and and so we start with them we let them know hey this is something that's come to our radar uh, to pay attention to whether it's a a bill that we support or a bill that uh, would potentially hurt the business community. Um, on our board of directors, uh, under our Emeritus Council, we have a spot on our board for the chair of the Gwinnett delegation. And this year, that's state rep Sam Park. And so Sam is really the guy I go to first and say, hey, Sam, this came across my desk. Um, take a look at this. What do you think? Um, is this something that the Gwinnett delegation can back as a whole? Are there supporters in the Gwinnett de- delegation that can champion this or uh, carry an amendment uh, to a bill or sponsor a specific bill, and so that's 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 where the conversations start. And I would think Paul and, and Dean as well, both of you representing Gwinnett County, that they're going to listen to you because for a lot of reasons. N- number one, Gwinnett County as of now is what the second most populous state uh, county mm-hmm. in the state of Georgia, and they say at some point soon it's going to be the number one populous state. There's so much diversity. It's the most diverse county in Gwinnett County. And we saw in the recent presidential election how impactful Gwinnett County was and in, in what happened uh, at the at the national level. I would think that when that when you guys talk now, it carries some weight. Oh, absolutely. And and so and really it's really also staying connected with our elected officials, letting them know that we're here for you, we support you guys. Use us as a resource. Um, we have a lot of data. We have a lot of resources for small businesses uh, in your districts um, that you guys represent. So we want to be able to help you and support you in any way we can. And, and Dean, I guess you've seen the same thing that uh, when pe- when you when you talk and you share your ideas with with Paul, uh, I'm assuming Paul listens to what you have to say. Yeah, sure. I mean, we work collectively um, on just about everything, and. You know, we both have our ears to the ground. I may pick up on something. I may get an email. Uh, he may get an email. may get a phone call. You know, we get together, talk about how we want to approach this thing. How sensitive is it? Is it something that's bipartisan or not? Because that's a big deal for us. Does it how, And how does it affect the businesses? If it's not, a, you know, business related, we, we try to stay clear of it. 
for sure. But um, it's been uh, very proactive. Uh, Sam Parks has been fantastic to work with. Uh, he's very engaged and uh, has his ears ground as well for us. So um, there, there's one other piece of legislation, though, that I think that we're tracking that that's not on the list, and that's the new transportation bill at the federal level. Um, they, you know, it, it, they're talking about a five-year bill worth was it two trillion? Mm -hmm. Two trillion dollars will have a major impact on our community as well as the state. And at the state level, I, and I don't know if a lot of people are tracking, but there's a freight and logistics bill that came out a couple of years ago. That's still moving forward. Uh, freight and logistics is a huge business here in Georgia. The Port of Savannah is knocking it out of the park. Uh, it's probably the well, it's, right now it's the second busiest port in the East Coast, and uh, freight and logistics is going to become a major uh, uh, endeavor for this community. We have a lot of businesses that use the port to ship out or ship mm -hmm. in. And uh, we've got to keep our eyes on these bills as well. I got you. And, and, and the fact that the Georgia legislative session just ended doesn't mean that your job is over. You get to take a break. No, absolutely. I mean, you're always working. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And you're always bending people's ears. <laughs> that's right. And people are always in our ears, too, um, letting them know, hey, there's still concerns uh, that address the business community um, um, uh, for next session, if you will. Uh, we want to be prepared to uh, be ahead of the game. All right, Paul, let's talk about some of the uh, public policy initiatives that have happened recently. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're first excited. Uh, last year when I put this public policy committee together, uh, we started out with around 15 folks, uh, 15 business members. Um, we've doubled that in size now to 30, and, and we've got a diverse uh, array of um, uh, members on the committee whether their political affiliation, whether their uh, ideas and thought processes um, and, and business um, industries. So um, it's very exciting to see us grow and people staying engaged and wanting to uh, be a part of this committee. Um, one other thing that uh, we started this year was our monthly newsletters. Uh, every month we send out uh, from the chamber a monthly news newsletters focused specifically on public policy all the updates and latest happenings in public policy here in Georgia, in, in, in the state capitol, um, around the county, um, and even in D.C. And so uh, monthly newsletters going out every, at the end of every month um, to keep our uh, members informed about what's happening in the public policy area. Because keeping them informed is, I mean, that's, that's half the battle right there. They can help you do your job. Yeah. As uh, Tom Cruise said in the movie, help me help you. Right. Uh, they can help you. Obviously, the more they're informed, the more they can get involved. Are there other chambers that have public policy people on staff like yourself? There are, um, and it varies on how, how big uh, the chambers are, right? If it's a small chamber, then a lot of the times um, they probably can't have a specific person dedicated to government affairs. Uh, but the larger chambers absolutely do have um, uh, just a, sta a staff or even a department of staff uh, to help out with those um, initiatives. And, and then it, as far as the chambers themselves, they're all part of the Regional Business Coalition. So if they're too small to have a public policy group there, the Regional Business Coalition, which, which is a conglomeration of all the metro chamber chambers, they, um, they have public policy folks there. So a lot of that legislation will be um, brought up there where they get their information. Some people might say, well, we got Paul here with the Gwinnett Chamber, and he's kind of helping be the voice of business with these lawmakers and so forth. Some people may question, well, shouldn't the county be doing that? And the county is. Um, so we're fortunate enough that a lot of our key stakeholders are absolutely involved in everything that happens on the Capitol. Um, we've got a chairperson in Nicola Hendrickson who's very engaged. We've got um, a, a group of county commissioners who are very engaged. We've got 
um, uh, uh, city um, elected officials like the city council members and the mayors who are also very engaged. And so absolutely, the, and there's a different, definitely a collaboration and a, and a connectedness in terms of communication uh, between all, 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 our, all our groups, so we stay up to date. Okay, yeah. and so I kind of knew that. I wanted to tee it up for you there. Oh, thank you so much. Because I know the county is very involved, and, and they are a, a real good partner. Yeah. Not just the county, but the school district is very involved. They have public policy people, and then yeah. the college as well. Georgia Gwinnett College and uh, Georgia Gwinnett Tech all have public policy folks all at the table with us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just had a very successful state of the county addressed by by Nicole. That's right, um, and uh, very well attended, over 500 people uh, in attendance, and also uh, uh, safely gathered too. Um, and and we were happy to have her uh, c- uh, continue to share the success of Gwinnett and and what's to come moving forward. All right. So as we uh, look to the horizon and look forward, what's on the horizon for the Gwinnett Chamber Public Policy Team? Yeah, well, you know, last year, uh, big election year, especially with a presidential race and and down ticket as well. But um, when you think of odd years, you don't really think about election. Uh, However, there are elections still going on, even in the odd years. And one of those elections mainly focused on the municipal uh, elections, our city mayors, our city council members. And so uh, Gwinnett uh, is home to 16 cities. Not every member of the um, uh, city's elected officials are up for re-election. However, we've got some mayors and some city council members who are going to be up for re-election. Um, and so we want to make sure that our citizens, our business members, uh, know who's on the ballot, um, really just being able to provide them with some content information um, to, to know what to expect uh, this November. All right, we're talking with, uh, talking with Paul Lowe and, and Dean Collins about uh, public policy and, and community affairs uh, regarding uh, the state of Georgia, uh, the Congress, uh, the Gwinnett Chamber, and, and so forth as we, as we wrap up the conversation. And thank you guys for coming in and giving us an update on, on what's been going on. And any final words, things that we should be keeping our eyes on? And we'll start with you, Paul. Yeah, you know, Dean, actually, when he brought up the transportation uh, a bill that's going to be uh, looked into and, and, and debated on in Congress and up in D.C., um, I want to also point out uh, quickly that um, the Transportation Infrastructure Committee, uh, one of the most bipartisan committees up in D.C., you don't hear that a lot, a lot these days, <laughs> but uh, within that bipartisan committee, um, um, called the, commonly known as TNI, we actually have two of our uh, congressional delegation members uh, sitting on that committee, and Congresswoman Carolyn Bordeaux and Congressman Hank Johnson. And so we've got a direct channel to uh, their office in having some input and, and, and communication with what's going to be on that transportation bill uh, uh, probably passed later, later this year. All right. And Dean? Uh, <clears throat> the other thing I guess I would add is that, you know, uh, a year ago we had a tr- transit referendum that did not pass. Uh, I can tell you that Chairman uh, Nicole Hendrickson is very passionate about transit. And uh, I would expect to see something coming in the future. Well, listen, we, we appreciate you gentlemen joining us. We appreciate the, the time and the work that you guys do to help shape policy and to help Gwinnett County grow uh, business-wise and in every way as well. Dean, for those business leaders out there that, that want to have some input and help shape policy as well, do they normally just reach out to you? You said you hear from everybody. What's the best way for them to communicate with you? The best way is through email. Uh, that's probably where I get a lot, a lot of the requests, and that's at deancollins at accesscompanies.com. If not, if they want to call me, they can do that as well, and then call my business line at 404-275-7487. And Access Companies is A-X-I-S Companies. A-X-I-S. All right. And, and Paul, if they want to reach out to you? Sure. Uh, emails, email as well, uh, paulo at gwinnettchamber.org. 
uh, and my number is 770-223-8804. If I'm a business owner and I have an opinion or I would like to see something, is it best for me to reach out to, to you, Dean, first and let you communicate to Paul or Either does one. it matter? Either one. We, we uh, collaborate on everything. Well, guys, thank you again so much for joining us here on uh, The Voice of Business. This is the Gwinnett Chambers monthly radio show and podcast here on Business Radio X. But as I said at the top of the show, you can join the show or listen to the show anytime you want by going to uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify. Just uh, You can just... Uh, Type in Gwinnett Chamber and do a search, and the uh, the show will pop up. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us. And uh, for Amanda, who's engineering and producing today, I'm Mike Salmon. We'll see you next time here on The Voice of Business on Business Radio X.